So I thought I would just present a little bit of myself and then the Icelandic Pirate Party and then maybe we can talk about what we have in common. So I will start now. Um, uh, I am Dora, I come from Iceland. I grew up in the safe surroundings of Etleardalur in Reykjavik. Uh, here I am with my cat Branda. She became 19 years old and she died when I was backpacking in South America because she was sick and my mother took her to the wet because she didn't want me to have the responsibility. There she is, small and cute. Aww. Yeah, I got this once for my birthday. It was the greatest moment of my life so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, where's the picture? Oh my god, you're missing out. Oh my god, you're missing out. It's not. Ah. Oh, there. Okay, let's go. You're not seeing Atlantis. I can de describe it. It's a lot of trees, uh, trees and elves, basically. So I grew up amongst trees and elves because, as you know, there's a lot of elves in Iceland. They live in stones and um, they really affect us. Uh, it's really difficult and dangerous to move these stones. Uh, so we sometimes build the roads around them instead of moving them because it's very dangerous and. People get hurt or even die, so yeah, uh, that's Iceland for you. Um, so eager to learn more about the world, I moved to Norway to study philosophy and international studies. And uh, the great country of Norway, yeah, you love Norway, right? Yes? Yes? Okay, no. Ooh, I just feel the tension. Okay, and um, I also lived in uh, Germany, and now I'm living in Belgium, in Brussels, and I am doing a trainership for the Pirate MEP member of the European Parliament, Julia Reda, from Germany. And that is very nice, so I'm being around. I wanted to show you Julia, but maybe you've seen her, maybe you've met her even, yeah, many of you, that's good, she's very nice, very cool, big inspiration, yeah. And, sorry, Mob? No, I thought someone might have a comment. Okay, uh, so why am I a pirate? Uh, well, after moving abroad from Iceland, I started to see uh, the big democracy and corruption problems we had in Iceland from a fresh perspective. I didn't see it before. Uh, and it's um, especially like uh, we have these problems, especially in comparison with the other Nordic countries. And of course, I was living in Norway for a long period of time. And uh, I, uh, there's many kind of normal reasons for this. Of course, Iceland's inhabitants are quite few, so everybody knows everyone, kind of, which makes this uh, often uh, seem very natural. So when you gain a position or get a job because of somebody you know, this kind of feels natural when this is very common. And I started to see this as a problem because um, well, of obvious reasons, this undermines democracy and the right of everyone to be equal and have the same opportunities in the country. And uh, But this is something that is, in a sense, really seen as something natural in Iceland, uh, or is starting to change, but what is corruption, things and um, uh, behaviours that are corruption, is something that many people just see as not problematic at all. And that's kind of the problems that we are always facing. And it's a cultural change that we need to change this. And um, and it's gonna take some time. 
But um, yeah, this is problematic. It undermines our democratic institutions. It shatters the principle of everyone being equal under the law. And what I think we need in Iceland is better governance to strengthen the democracy and the, demo and the democratic citizen. And the democratic citizen has to be like uh, understanding the democratic principles, has to be updated, have a lot of information uh, to be able to take uh, um, informed decisions, basically, when they're voting, when they're trying to influence the politics in any sense. And this is something, so a kind of democracy became a big value for me while living in Norway. And the only party in Iceland that actually focused on democracy and this, this democratic reform that we really need is the Pirate Party. So this is why I joined the Pirate Party, uh, not because I was a computer nerd, because I don't know that much about computers, I'm sorry. I know it's kind of lame in this <laughs> setting. But yeah, so here we are. Um, okay, we have the polling here for the Icelandic Pirate Party and all parties in Iceland over a period of some years, 2013 until, well, 2017. So you can see the black line there, that's the Pirate Party. And the Pirate Party in Iceland was founded in 2012, and the Young Pirates of Iceland was founded in 2013. And I'm now the leader of the Young Pirates of Iceland. Uh, in the general elections in 2013, we got 5.1% and just made the threshold of 5%, getting three MPs in Parliament. Um, and out of 63, so that was, wasn't that bad really. Um, in the city elections in 2014, we got 5.9%, so we got one uh, person voted in the city council of 15, so that wasn't too bad either. But, um, um, so, getting into parliament was very important because that gave us a platform uh, for the citizens of the country to actually notice us and to understand us. Uh, we were able to give speeches, we were able to influence much more, and this uh, really gave us the opportunity to start growing the way we did. And um, uh, as you can see, we started to grow quite a lot. In 2015, we grew from, what, 5, 6, 7 percent up to like 30 percent. So, and we peaked uh, at 35, 36, 7%, it depends who made the polling, this is 36 something, in, uh, in, the in uh, February 2016, yeah? Uh, I saw 42% in yes. like April. Somewhere it might have been 42, okay, 36, 42, like, yeah, it depends who you ask. I just took all of because I find that's kind of stable. Uh, one reason for this is, of course, we had the platform, but we also had Iceland's most popular politician, Halkir Gunnarsson, and he was chosen the politician of the year of 2015. He had support and respect from all political parties in Iceland. And, um, and I think it's because he's very genuine, he's really well-spoken, very smart obviously and he really breathes the pirate ideology uh, and he's really good at making that feel relevant to the general citizen so uh, he's also very uh, charismatic which helps um, so uh, slowly our support started to grow can go to the next oh, why aren't the pictures <laughs> some of them are still there oh my god all. that's so sad like all the pictures uh, got lost yeah translation yeah they got lost i'll show you later we can have like a 
Come see, get together later, I'm not showing all the pictures. He's, he's handsome, he has like a ponytail, you might have seen him, I don't know, no? Okay, he's very nice. Um, okay, I'll continue. Panama Papers. Um, yeah, can you go to the link there? Or is that difficult? You can try. You can, while you do that, I'll just continue. The Panama Papers unveiled the infamously broad scope of tax avoidance and corruption in the world. Even heads of states were discovered owning firms in tax havens. And in Iceland, three of our ministers in government were mentioned in the Panama Papers, amongst them the Prime Minister Sigmundur Dalur Gunnlaugsson. He uh, reportedly sold his share in Vintris to his wife in 2009 for $1, and he failed to ever declare his stake in the offshore investment company. Uh, but at this time, when Vintris, the Vintris case came up in 2016, in April 2016, his wife still owned it. So he basically also still owned it, um, and these two other ministers did as well. So uh, many people, this is him uh, being interviewed, uh, about this, you might have seen this interview, he ran out, he was really just like, well, oh, you're tricking me into this interview. Uh, like, uh, yeah, he really acted in a bad way, it was, wasn't very smart of him, I guess, but it was difficult when you're really taken lying, because just before this happened, he was actually saying how important it was for people to be fair and actually, like, not hide money away <laughs> in tax havens, and then it was just like this, so I guess, that, that was like extremely embarrassing for him to actually go from being the person of like integrity, being like, oh, it's so important that we stick together, and then ending up there. So I guess that's why he kind of freaked out. Uh, but uh, many people believe that this is the reason for us, the Pirate Party Netherlands, to grow this rapidly as we did. And I would say that it's not the case, because we were peaking before this happened. Uh, it might have sustained uh, interest in us, but we were peaking in like the month before this happened and in the whole 2015 we were growing. So it's no kind of really direct correlation between these two, actually. Um, so that's interesting to know for you, perhaps. Um, so after this, after the Panama Papers, uh, there was a lot of protests in Iceland and the uh, Prime Minister stepped down. And we got a new government, but it uh, was with the same parties than before, just with new people, um, mostly new people. And that's something that many people were not very happy about. So we wanted new elections. We kind of wanted the new elections to happen right away. The elections were actually supposed to happen this spring now in 2017, but we demanded it happening in 2016, and we wanted it to happen in the spring of 2016. But uh, they waited, uh, these right parties, corrupt parties, Sjálfstæðisflokkun uh, and Framsjöfnflokkun, they didn't want to give their power away and they were really trying to wait this off because they're really used to the Icelanders having like a goldfish memory and uh, kind of just, um, yeah, it, it usually works to just wait off. But this time it didn't, so the pressure on having new elections was quite high, so we got new elections in October in 2016. Uh, but, um, let me see, la la la, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of protest, da 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 da, 
Uh, yeah, and after this elections, uh, Pirate Party got 14.5%, gaining 9.4%, and that gave us 10 seats in the parliament out of 63, which is really good, but of course it wasn't the 40% people in uh, other parts of the country in our world maybe were expecting, but we were not expecting that. We were quite happy with this outcome, actually. So uh, then what happened after the elections? Did we get a new government? Uh, that changed everything? No, we didn't. Uh, Samstars were going the biggest party uh, that didn't really have to pay for their Panama scandal at all. They had two ministers in the Panama Papers. They continued in government. They were still the biggest party. They got 29%. So uh, that's kind of horrible. Uh, yeah, this is Samstars Wokken. They don't like the EU. They like our currency, which is kind of fucking everything up. And they have Bjarne Benediktsson. And Bjarne Benediktsson is really charming, and he can make thousand mistakes, and he never has to pay for it. So this is very a cultural issue. Yeah. Are they aware of the XD? If they're aware of the XD? In the uh, as an emoticon. Uh, uh, well, I think that's kind of positive. If they like, that's cool, isn't it? It's like a positive. They probably are at some, in, uh, yeah. But I don't think they think too much about it. But that's a good comment. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So that's kind of the crazy thing about Iceland. Like, people get crazy. They want change, but nothing changes really. Uh, so that's really, really frustrating. Yes. Um, so what? What would then be the opposite position to being pro corona? What would you then be in favour of instead? Me. As so, if they're pro corona, yeah. Can you? What is the other option? Uh, the European Union, oh, oh, kind of, and like a new currency with that. Okay, so we got a new government, and we call it the Panhammer government. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, oh, this is gonna be... Not, I think this is uh, the last one that is missing. Okay, okay, that's good. Uh, the Panhammer government, that's because, you know, we have the Panama ministers, uh, and then we have Ochtar Proppe from Ham. Uh, well, I don't know if that comes uh -huh. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Ochtar Proppe, he's an Icelandic musician with his band Ham and Dr. Spock. He's an actor and now our current health minister. He is uh, well known for wearing this yellow glove uh, on concerts. And he, um, yeah, and he actually went to these elections demanding a change. And uh, they had a slogan that was. Uh, um, that is, uh, the slogan is about demanding change. It's like uh, more bright future, because this party is called Bright fu Future, less kind of corruption or bad government governance. And then he was the man to actually get this bad corrupt party in government, and they have one, they have one, person, uh, one person majority in the government. So it's not a lot, but he did that. So it's really strange that he, he's the person responsible for that, in a sense. Uh, okay, so why do the Icelandic people again and again vote for the same corrupt people? Since we're in Stockholm, I feel it's fitting to tell you about the theory I launched last often on my blog. Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, yeah, the nation with the Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> uh, so, well, there's something about us being used to the corruption and the special interests of the few, deciding a lot about our politics, and we are afraid of new systems, and uh, I think that people are afraid of change. I don't know, I just think it's funny since we're in Stockholm to mention that. 
Uh, but okay, uh, so to the uh, what I wanted to speak about a bit in the end. Uh, if you go to the next one, um, so why the pirates, and then a bit about us and what we have in common. Uh, well, and the Icelanders turn on the ideology. We see democracy as a tree. It consists of branches, uh, and if one of these branches is cut down, it risks the tree's survival. So uh, these branches give energy to the tree, they intertwine, they work together, they make up the tree, and the tree is the democracy, I, as I see it. And uh, these branches are things like transparency, civil and political rights, freedom of expression, freedom of the internet, freedom of the press, freedom of association, uh, and uh, yeah, so civil rights, what is that? Civil rights are very intertwined with democracy, uh, and they guarantee they guarantee equal social opportunities and equal protection under the law, regardless of race, religion, or other personal characteristics. So, what is important here is that I think our view on our pirate ideology is that we are kind of working on all of these branches, or we had to go to like a broader perspective of the pirate ideology to be like a, a movement of of the many and not just the few but i think many pirate parties in europe are like focusing more on the branches but it's really important for us to actually look up and see it as a whole it is all working together and this is the way i think we were able in iceland to make it feel relevant to uh, for everybody because it's like we want we want systematic change and we want kind of a deep change of the society which is very important in a community where we have nationalist and populist agendas coming up uh, waves on our shores with people like Donald Trump and Geert Wilders and these people. So we are actually really, really relevant. Uh, today we just have to kind of show people and make them understand. And um, so what is it's about? What, what is the pirate ideology about? It's about democracy. That's how I see it. And democracy means equality and justice, like this is really big, big things. So and we are the only party, at least in Iceland, that are actually focusing on these really big, important matters. Not just like, like we're not just throwing water on the fire. We want to change it from the ground up. And that is the importance. And that is like the perspective that is important here. So uh, I also want to, uh, I want to end with mentioning, so we, the world needs us, a world with fake news and populism and racism. And we are, I want to quote the EU news agency political, uh, we are the evidence-based radicals, like Julia was called. So, and that's awesome. I, I'd be nothing else, so thank you.